Good morning. It is the 26th of November 2019. It's been approximately 20 years since my last podcast. And every time I do one, I say, oh, I'll try and do these more often, but it never happens. Purely because I'm a little busy bee, as you can see from social media. Um, I have been super, super busy this year. This has been a crazy year. Um, it's been a year of growth, uh, breakdowns, <laughs> um, lots of stress, but also lots of joy too. But it has made me a little bit busy. So I've not been able to blog as much or do as many podcasts or Facebook Lives, etc. Um, and someone did ask me during a Facebook Live recently whether I would be kind of doing less now that I'm doing more media stuff. Um, and no, it's mainly a time thing. I do like to do these because it keeps me in touch with you all and um, that's what I enjoy. I enjoy chatting to you all, whether you like it or not. <laughs> you hear my thoughts on a daily basis, whether that's on Instagram stories or whatever. Um, so no, I'm not going anywhere, but sometimes life just gets a bit busy. Anyway, I have now got an amazing team who are trained up who are taking on some of the online sessions. I'm still doing lots of them. I'm still doing many of the online shops. Um, but with the volume that we've had this year, it has allowed me to delegate a little bit. Um, so yay, that means I can do more of these for you and be in touch with more of you. Um, so I went away at the weekend, as you probably saw. I went down to Eastbourne for a weekend. And this is something that I was worried that people wouldn't understand. It seemed indulgent. Um, I think as a mum, you feel like, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. You know, it's not natural for a mum to want to go away for a weekend, you know, on her own, without her kids, without her husband, just for herself. But what's she going to do down there? Well, I'll tell you what I did. I rested and I did whatever I wanted to do. When I wanted to get up and have a coffee, I had a coffee. When I wanted to go and read my book, I did. If I wanted to walk, I did. I just did whatever I wanted to do. And I think, unfortunately, that is such a rare thing for everyone these days, isn't it? And I think that's why the fact that I even worried about how that would look is quite a sad thing, really, isn't it? And I did do a big post, which was really popular. I mean, I was I was doubting whether to even post that I'd been away just to keep it a bit cloak and dagger. Um, but I did because I know that by me putting myself first often encourages many of you to put yourselves first. So I did do a post and um, somebody commented saying that it wasn't that what I did is a luxury that very few people can do. Um, I actually disagree with that, to be honest. And I know that for me, it's probably easier because A, I run my own business because, you know, so I have a little bit more time. But in some ways, I don't. I think I have less time running my own business than I did when I had a sort of nine to five job. Um, and I disagree with it because I, th I think that, yes, not all of us have the indulgence of maybe being able to go away for a weekend. I only have one child. So you know, I maybe I don't feel as bad leaving one child with his dad rather than if I had, say, three or four kids. <laughs> oh, God, that would be hell. Um, I can only cope with one. Don't know how you guys do it. 
Oh, pardon me. Do it. They've got more. <laughs> that sounds nice on a podcast. Slick as always, Susie. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so it is maybe easier to do with one child. But do you know what? It doesn't have to be a weekend away. Having time for yourself doesn't have to be going away for a weekend. You could do what I did where you go to the cinema. It's two hours out of a day. You could do it while your kids are at school. Um, You go there, you have popcorn, you have whatever snacks you want, you just chill out. You could go for a walk. (sighs) Whatever it is, the main point about my post was about having time for yourself. For me, I needed a weekend away and that was what I needed and it felt bloody amazing. And having done that, I've come back feeling so much more refreshed, full of appreciation for my work. I was full of creativity yesterday by writing a blog. I wrote another a three-page article that's hopefully going to make it to national press in December. Um, and I've woken up this morning feeling like doing a blog. So, you know, it's kind of reset my mind. So just have a little think about it. It doesn't have to be indulgent. It's not an indulgence. It is survival. Anyway, this isn't what the podcast is about today. I'm just going to pause this while I have some coffee. So my podcast today is inspired by my personal shopping trip, one of them that I had last week. And it was with two gorgeous, gorgeous ladies. I hadn't met either of them before. One of them I'd done a style session for. The other one was shiny brand new. Didn't know anything about her. And um, over coffee, I was sort of chatting to them as I do about, you know, the the whole pre-shop coffee thing is more to put you guys at ease. I already know in my head what I'm going to be looking for. It's more of like a breaking the ice, getting to know you, The reason that I don't do a pre-shop, which a lot of other personal stylists do, a pre-shop is where, sounds like a pre-op, doesn't it? A pre-shop is where I would go around and I would put clothes aside in advance, where I have your measurements, I have your, you know, your size, your shape, whatever. I don't like doing that because I am a people person, as cheesy as that sounds. And I feel like I truly get to know you in that coffee. Yes, it may only be 20 minutes, but because I am a people person, I get to know you in that time. I can find things out about you, even if we're just chatting about kids or life or work or whatever, I get a feel for who you are. I have magic powers, you see, but it's true. And from there, I can then shop for you. So for me, the the pre-shop coffee is absolutely vital. Now, over this particular pre-shop coffee, I was chatting to these two ladies. And when I started chatting to the second one and I said, you know, so tell me a bit about your lifestyle, your shopping habits, etc. She was absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Looked like, looked a little bit like Martine McCutcheon. Dark, uh, beautiful winter colouring. And um, she said, I just, I live in black. I live in black, I live in navy. I mean, that's something I hear quite a lot. So, you know, that's not really groundbreaking information to me because generally when women come to us, that is what they tend to wear. Um, I don't necessarily think that black is a bad thing to wear if you're wearing it for the right reasons. So I wear a lot of black 
Um, I wear black because I am a bit of a goth <laughs> at heart. I'm a bit emo. Um, and I feel it really works well with my personal style. That's the only reason I wear black. There's another reason that people wear black and this is because they want to hide away. So anyway, we started the shop and it was all going very, very well. And we were doing lots of, we were sort of doing lots of neutral colours at first. So lots of denims and greys and navies. And then the next shop we went into, I went a bit bolder with the colour. And because she was a winter, she can really carry off those strong, punchy, jewel tone, vivid colours. And there was a, a lovely pink jumper and when I put it in her changing room she said she said that really that color really upsets me and I sort of laughed and I said oh you know that's what I love to hear um and I said why does it upset you and she said it just it does it makes me feel really anxious and I said okay well it's all right let's just try it on and you might be pleasantly surprised and let's just let's just see and she put it on with some lovely like coated leather look trousers that I'd given her. And I mean, she, she didn't like it. This isn't going to be one of those stories where she put it on and she said, oh, I love it. You were right, Susie, all along. She put it on and she was still just as upset as she was when she saw it in the changing room. And she was saying this about quite a lot of the bold colours that were around. And in the end, I said to her, what? I said, that colour looks absolutely amazing on you. And her friend that was with us said the same even a lady in the other changing room saw us and she said that looks great on you so there's more to it than than this so I said what is it what is it about color what is it about color that makes you feel so uncomfortable because it looks so good on you what is it that makes you feel better about wearing black and scared wearing color and she said wearing something like this people will look at me I will stand out. And that sadly is something that I hear so often. And I think it's probably one of the most upsetting things that I hear because this is where wearing black can be a negative thing. Wearing black and dark colours, a lot of the time, ladies wear it to hide. It's almost like they put black on and they feel like they're Harry Potter with an invisibility cloak. And if they put black on, nobody will look at them. Nobody will notice them. I totally, totally understand how you feel, genuinely. I know that it's really hard to put yourself out there. I know it's really hard to put yourself out there with colours and prints and patterns. And I don't take that for granted whatsoever. I mean, for me, it's easy because I do it all the time and have done for many, many years. But I totally appreciate that you guys are really pushing your comfort zones. And for one person wearing leopard print might be within their comfort zone. For somebody else, it might be the most scary thing that they've ever worn in their life. So I totally appreciate all of your different comfort zones. But I want you to think about why you want to hide away and what the fear is of standing out. Why do you not want to stand out? I think a lot of the time we worry about standing out because of what other people are going to say and I totally identify with that I think the fear of wearing something new and either walking into work or walking into the school playground or wherever it is and somebody saying oh my god what are you wearing 
or ooh, that's bright, or something like that. Something else that's passive aggressive. Um, the fear of that is just crushing, isn't it? So it's much easier to stay under this black invisibility cloak where nobody's going to see you, nobody's going to notice you. But really, what is that doing for your confidence? What's that doing for your self-esteem? Does it feel good to hide away? Does it feel good not to be noticed? Because the more you are wanting other people to feel like that about you, the more you're believing it about yourself and you're believing that you're worthy to hide yourself away. Now, I know that a lot of you think it's easy for me to preach to you. So I'm gonna use an example of my own journey this year. And this is not even this year, this is within the last four to five months. I'm gonna tell you how I have got to a stage where I literally don't care what people think about what I wear. So the Facebook tribe or the Facebook group started, I can't think how many years ago it was. It's either three years ago or four years ago. And it started because I put a photo of myself on my Facebook page and somebody, God knows who they were, just commented saying something pretty horrible about my outfit. Not just about my outfit, about my face, about my makeup and it just, and I made the stupid mistake of responding to it which is the absolute worst thing you can do with a troll. It's the absolute worst thing you can do. The best way to deal with something like that is to give it no energy, no time. You either delete it or you just ignore it. And the trouble is, is that other people saw it, people that follow me and support me, and they very, very kindly stepped in and started backing it up. And again, that makes it worse because they then get more and more ammunition. So anyway, this incident just put the fear of God into me because it was the first time in however many years that somebody had said something horrible about my outfit, which is pretty good considering how many times I post pictures of myself. Um, so I set up the Facebook group and selfishly at first it was for me because I thought in a group I can control who's in it and I can control who's posting and if they don't like it, I can just delete them. And then after a while, I thought, well, actually, this could be quite a good place for clients to post photos of themselves. And at first, the Facebook tribe had maybe, well, I don't know, a couple of hundred people in it. And it grew and grew and grew. And it grew into something that I hadn't really realised it was going to grow into. It grew into something just, there are no words for how empowering that group is. It just runs by itself. You know, you guys post outfits in there. It's your place to feel safe. There are 12,000 women in there and somehow you feel safe posting in there. You feel safer posting an outfit to 12,000 strangers than you would walking into a playground wearing a new outfit. That's food for thought, isn't it? Have a little think about that one. Um, so anyway, that was like the worst thing in the world for me that someone had said that about me. Now... I am a confident person. I'm confident in the sense that I, I'm confident about my style. I'm confident about my personality more than anything. I very much am, you know, I think I've always sort of ridden on my personality <laughs> for years. Um, you know, years ago, if I ever had boyfriends, they never, they never like came and chatted me up. The guys that I went out with, like 
liked me once they got to know me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm confident about my personality and um, I am confident about my style. I don't believe I'm the best looking woman in the world, but I also think that if you have the confidence to wear something and you wear it with a smile and you wear it with humor and just, you know, just feel confident and comfortable about it, that takes you so much further than anything else. Hang on, I need more coffee before I get onto this. So, but I think for most people, deep, 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 deep down, we do worry what people are gonna say. And there was just always something holding me back from making myself bigger. You know, I had people saying to me, why don't you do this article? And why don't you do that article? And why don't you, you know, why don't you try and grow your Instagram or do this? And as much as I wanted to, there was something in me that was always wanting to keep myself small. And in, in the same way that my client last week wanted to wear black and not wear pink, I wanted to do that with my profile. I wanted to keep myself small, keep myself with the people that supported me and n never risk putting myself out there for the bad people to find me. And um, back in, I think it was July, I was approached by um, a freelance journalist called Carol Driver, who used to be the female editor at Mail Online. And she contacted me first of all about an article that she wanted to do, because she'd come across the Facebook group. And, um, and we sort of worked on this article together and it never really came to fruition. And I thought, oh God, you know, that's it, I failed, that's it. You know, that was my, that was me trying to make myself big and that was why it didn't work and blah, 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 blah. Anyway. A few weeks later, Carol contacted me again and she said, look, I'd really like to meet you for a coffee because I don't do PR very often, but I really believe, I do PR when I believe that somebody needs to be seen. And I think that you have a lot of potential. So I was like, wow, that's, that means a lot. You know, this lady comes with years worth of experience, years worth of experience and amazing contacts and just you know I have so much respect for her she's such a wonderful person and we met for coffee and we chatted for must have been two maybe three hours and um you know she really got a feel for who I was my business I was very very firm about what I wanted to do who I wanted to reach and while we were chatting I said to her though one of the questions she asked me she said bearing in mind she said if we get you PR and we get you out there and we get you on the likes of the Mail Online website or, you know, I don't know, the Mirror or whatever, how will you feel about people saying things about you and comments? And my, I said to her, I said, I, I can't think of anything worse. And I said to her, this is actually the thing that's held me back because I... I read those comments. I never comment, but I read them and I read how absolutely vile they are. Absolutely vile. And they say things about the nicest people, the prettiest people, the, you know, even people that have gone through tragedy, they say awful things about them. And I said to Carol, I just don't know if I can cope with it, Carol. I don't know. I don't know if I'm strong enough. And this is what holds me back. I feel really emotional talking about this. God, this is like my bloody diary. Um, and she said to me, look, she said, the best way of dealing with it, Susie, is to just not read it. Just 
don't read it. And I said, oh, I don't know if I can, you know, I'm one of those people that there's a button on the wall that says do not press and I, I want to press it. And I just thought, God, you know, I, I know I'll read it. I know I'll read it. Anyway, um, I said to her, right, let's go for it. Let's start. So I was on holiday in August and this incident in Primark happened at the end of July. I think you must have seen it about the sunglasses. I'm not going to go into it because I don't want this podcast to go on forever, but the Primark sunglasses thing happened and Carol sent me a message while I was in the Isle of Wight saying, I think this is a really good story to get out there about, um, you know, friends supporting each other and not putting each other down when they're trying new things. And I said, yeah, that's that's great. Like, I, I love that message and I want people to hear that message. So while I was away, I suddenly got a message from Carol saying, the article is live on the Mirror online. And I was so excited I didn't even feel nervous. I was so excited. I sent it to, straight away, I put it on Instagram. I sent it to all my friends and family. God, it was just the best feeling. Well, an hour later, while I was on holiday, I just naively thought to myself, you know, isn't it great that all these people out there are probably really agreeing with what I did and what I said? So I clicked on the comments on the on the mirror website. Oh God. I tell you what, you never ever want to go to that bad place. And I just felt like bursting into tears. The next thing I realized that the article the article went viral. I had six thousand new followers on Instagram, which is amazing, within the space of twenty four hours. And um but what came with that was the fact that because it went viral, it was posted on all the Facebook pages. So it was on like, I, I suddenly felt like I had no control over where this was going. Like, oh my God, now the, you know, the, the, the Scottish Guardian is posting it and Orpington Gossip are posting it and they were posting it with really leading questions. Like, you know, do you agree with what this stylist did? And and then I had friends tagging me on articles, sticking up for me against these trolls. I had, I had trolls finding me on Facebook, finding my private Facebook account, obviously typing my name into Facebook, messaging me privately, calling me every name under the sun, messaging me on Twitter. I have never in my life felt more exposed, more vulnerable and just like I wanted to dig a hole and hide in it. And I was on holiday at the time. And I just, luckily, you know, my husband was with me. And he, anyway, I spoke to Carol the next day and I said to Carol, I can't, I can't do this, Carol. I can't cope. I just can't. This has made me feel so awful that these people are saying these things about me. And I, I haven't even done anything wrong. Um, I just, I, I don't know how to cope with this. I want to stop. I want to stop. This is it. It's the last article I want to do. No more. I can't do this. And she was so amazing. She spoke to me for ages in the car and she said, Susie, we can't stop. She said, you have so much more to give, so much more to tell. And she said, and if you let these people, if you let them win, you are letting hate win. You need to tell your story. You need to carry on. You need to let the positivity win. And when she said that, I was like, right, okay, I'm going to carry on. But the way I carried on was 
by choosing how I dealt with this negativity. So when the next few articles went up and they got bigger and bigger, you know, I was then on Mail Online, I was on Glamour. And, you know, if you'd have said to me a year ago, Susie, you're going to be, honestly, it's so, I feel so emotional right now talking about it because this is, I dreamed of this for so long to have my voice heard on a worldwide level for people in America to find me and to know that there is somebody out there who will help them with their confidence. It is just incredible. If you'd have said to me a year ago, Susie, you know, your article's gonna be, you're gonna be featured on the Daily Mail, the BBC wanna hear your story. It's like, oh my God, how have I got to this? And I have to give myself a pat on the back. But, you know, don't underestimate the feelings of vulnerability that have come with that and feeling like you have the world's biggest spotlight on you and knowing that probably your friends and family are reading all these comments about you and sort of feeling a little bit embarrassed at the same time. Um, so what came after that was this feeling of liberation. I changed my hair. So this was, well, this was when August, I think. I went to my hairdresser and I said to him, just cut it all off. Just, I wanna go really short. I love pink. I love just, you know, the whole short hair thing. Having short hair makes you feel exposed. You can't hide behind hair. I love the fact that I have short hair now. I have nothing to hide behind. And cutting my hair short like that and having this hairstyle just felt like this transformation. And since then, I just feel like a completely different person. And people have commented that I seem really different and hopefully in a good way. But what I'm trying to explain to you is that there are still articles that are going out there with what I do. There is a big photo shoot coming up that I'm gonna be working on, which I think is gonna be a big um, feature in the national press. The way I deal with it is by not reading the comments. Now, I want you to apply this to yourself in real life. If you are wearing something new or if you are feeling like you're trying a new style or you've had a new haircut and you're worried what people think, don't read the comments. Don't ask. Don't walk into the playground. Don't walk into work with your head bowed. You walk in there with your head held high. Don't read the comments. Don't pay attention to what people think about you. Their opinion about you is absolutely irrelevant. I cannot stress that strongly enough. If you want to cut your hair short, if you want to wear a bold print, if you want to wear bright pink when you've worn black your whole life, you wear it. Because if you wear it and you wear it with confidence and you wear it knowing that that is who you are and that that is how you want to dress and that you are sick of hiding yourself away, fear of being small and the fear of sorry, keeping yourself small and the fear of making yourself bigger because the fear of making yourself bigger means that people are gonna find you, people are gonna see you. Well, who the hell cares? Let them see you, let them see you, let them comment, but let it be water off a duck's back. Don't let it get to you. 
I don't read the comments in the same way that I don't read my friends' phones to see what they're saying about me. I have no idea what someone in the street might have said about me when I walk past them. I have no idea what the group of mums at the school gate might be saying about me. So you know what? Don't go looking for it. If somebody gives you an opinion about what you're wearing, who gives a crap? If you love it, if it feels like you, you wear it, you hold your head high and you don't let them get to you. Because most of the time they are saying that or thinking things about you because they want to be doing it themselves. They're keeping themselves small. And you making yourself big is frightening them. Oh my God. What the hell happens to me on these podcasts? Genuinely, I feel like I need to open a window. I'm like hot, I'm excited, my heart's racing. But I just, this is what I, this is what I feel passionate about. You know, yes, it's clothes. Yes, it's style. Yes, it's shopping. There's so much more to it. It's so much deeper than that. It's finding who you are. And it is throwing yourself out there into the world. And yes, people will say things about you. It doesn't matter. Because do you know what? I've had people say everything about me. I've had people find me on Facebook to tell me what they think of me. I can't lie and say that it didn't hurt. I can't lie and say that it didn't get to me. But you know what? It also didn't kill me and I'm still going. And even though they said all those things, I reached 6,000 more women by putting myself out there. You put yourself out there, you wear something daring, you might encourage that girl that sits next to you at work to wear something daring. You might encourage the mum at the school gates who doesn't know you to wear something more daring. It's, what's the word? Contagious. Let positivity and body confidence and your body confidence become contagious. Please stop hiding yourself and keeping yourself small because life is so short and you will regret it one day. I'm going to leave you with that. Um, I'm going to upload this now and hopefully you can all listen to it with your morning coffee. Please let me know your thoughts and comments. Um, as always, as I say, I put myself out there a lot with these podcasts and vlogs and it's really lovely to sort of hear your thoughts about them. I do read every comment. I don't have time to reply. I do read them. I appreciate them so much. Um, and I appreciate you guys so much. Honestly, I, I feel like the luckiest person in the world to have just managed to do something that I love while meeting the most inspirational women along the way. So thank you for joining me and I hope we are together on this crazy journey for many, many years to come. Look after yourselves, guys. Bye.